Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Welcome to the NHS Employers Virtual Board podcast series. In this episode, you will hear from Dr. Michael Marsh, who is Medical Director at University Hospital Southampton NHS Foundation Trust. Michael, could you start by telling us a bit about yourself and your background? So, um, as you said, my name's Dr. Michael Marsh. Uh, I'm Medical Director here at Southampton and I have been for just coming up five years. Um, in terms of my clinical training, I I trained at Guy's Hospital in London and then uh, chose to go into a career in paediatrics. And during my paediatric training, I found that actually I enjoyed uh, looking after the most sick patients, um, unlike most of my colleagues, and I ended up uh, following a career into paediatric intensive care that was a new specialty in this country in the uh, 80s and 90s. Um, so I'm, I work as a paediatric intensivist, which obviously is a very hard, intense, stressful uh, area of medicine. Um, and, and throughout my uh, clinical career, I've always, because of that work and the pressures it put on me, uh, made a big effort to keep myself fit and active. Uh, because I think if you push yourself hard, if you're trying to deal with complex, stressful issues, it's important to be uh, healthy yourself and to feel in a good state. Um, and I've always tried to care for and promote health and well-being amongst my staff. And besides encouraging others to be fit and active, you know, it can be as simple as um, you know, when you're having meetings, making a cup of coffee for people, um, uh, baking a cake, of course a healthy mm-hmm. cake or a flapjack, but um, making people feel cared for I think promotes um, well-being um, and it engenders the concept of caring for each other. What does health and well-being mean to you in your organisation and what impact has this had so far? Well, I think that at many levels within the Trust there is an increased awareness of the sorts of principles I just referred to in terms of if you want to get the best from your staff, your staff need to be in the best um, state possible. So we encourage people to cycle to work, we uh, certainly uh, encourage people to adopt the um, uh, bike for work scheme Um, and recently we've made uh, a huge effort in terms of making it safer and more uh, enticing to cycle to work by having places to lock up your bike but also um, investing significantly in uh, building changing rooms and showers uh, and facilities because people did say well I would cycle to work but actually you get there sweaty and uncomfortable so we have invested in that Um, and also we encourage uh, people to be involved in charity events and there's a number of charity events that involve exercise and we have encouraged people to take part in those we use them as a, a way of not just encouraging personal health, but also team working and uh, that um, well-being that you get from being part of something that's um, bigger. Uh, at the board level, we we see that it is important to look after our staff, 
And like many organisations, we certainly don't feel that we've sorted it, but we're aware of its importance, uh, want to encourage and support staff in looking after themselves. Um, and like other organisations, besides worrying about the nutrition for your patients, you know, you should be worried about nutrition for your your staff. And we have been working hard on promoting that as a hospital uh, and our linked University of Southampton, we've had a long-term interest in nutrition and so we also feel that there is a role and responsibility in terms of understanding the scientific understanding of nutrition um, and trying to get people to make healthier, better choices in terms of uh, their own lifestyle. And probably the most exciting thing that we're just about to uh, launch is a joint venture between the hospital and the university uh, of something called Life Lab, and this has sprung out of our nutrition biomedical research centre and our life uh, course epidemiology unit, where uh, we are bringing in children from surrounding schools um, and talking to them about nutrition and lifestyle um, so that they can understand the potential impact that decisions made early in life have throughout life and in a way this builds on the work that was done here by Professor Barker where we have begin to understand that your life in um, your health in later life is influenced uh, as a fetus as a baby. Um, in addition we've got the um, Southampton Women's Study which is looking at people when they're pregnant uh, and trying to influence nutrition positively uh, so that it improves uh, fetal health, uh, child health and long, uh, lifelong health as well. So I think we, we consider it's very important, we think it should embed everything you do um, and so we try to work at a practical level, personal level, research scientific uh, level. Does the board see the link between patient care and staff health and well-being? And how do you explain this to them? Well, I think that I've touched on some of this already. I think there, are, if you're feeling well in yourself, if you're feeling full of energy, if you're feeling positive, you are far more likely to be uh, better at your job. You're far more likely to be caring. You're far more likely to be considerate. Um, so I think there is a simple physical element to it, but there is also a, a, um, an element regarding uh, values and regarding your behaviours. Uh, so if you care for people um, in a positive way, um, value them, you are far more likely to find that uh, they do the same uh, to others. And that includes their colleagues, um, therefore you create a better team work. And seeing as healthcare is far more about teamwork than individual work, I think that has a positive effect. But also it's far more likely to the, on the one-to-one -one interactions between nurses, doctors, healthcare assistants, other healthcare professionals and a patient, that you're going to treat them with respect and dignity. And if you listen to what patients are saying is uh, they want to be treated as individuals, they want to be treated with respect, they want to be uh, valued. Uh, and I think you've just got to create that culture and that comes from uh, values uh, within an organisation. How do we engage the medical workforce with health and well-being? 
I think that is possibly one of the bigger challenges um, for us um, because doctors can be stereotyped as being cynical or uh, not so interested in things that might be seen as soft rather than hard science. You know, having said that, I think that if you actually look at the medical workforce, what you will first, if you look at the medical workforce, what you will see is that there are a lot of them that actually have had a lifelong interest in sport and activity um, and understand uh, the risks of uh, bad nutrition, the risk of bad lifestyle choices. Uh, and so I think if you approach in the right way, um, actually it shouldn't be difficult because you're playing to their interests, to their strengths. So certainly for me, I'm a great cycle enthusiast and we have a large number of doctors here who uh, enjoy cycling uh, and of course it's one of the great uh, successes of recent years uh, in England and uh, the British Isles and so we encourage uh, people to follow their interests to promote that to, to encourage others to try uh, and certainly in some of our departments uh, there is an ever-increasing amount of lycra worn by the workforce uh, not all good at times but I think it's about finding the right levers finding what interests them uh, for many years here I used to play five-side football with a large group of doctors I personally don't like football never have done not very good well, I enjoyed the team uh, work and the exercise and so I think it's about um, making things like that uh, possible. Uh, I think that having sports facilities or links with sports clubs that uh, encourage NHS staff to join up is useful though my personal belief is rather than pay gym membership you're better off going for a walk in the country or a cycle in the country and doing exercise that cost you very little um, and make it social. Do it with your partner, do it with your family. So I think it's about um, encouraging exercise, uh, getting them to think about the caring for teams um, and caring for each other and I think they'll naturally get, uh, get them to think about it.